And it's amazing because in one day, these girls are able to analyze data sets that college students are doing. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that we stress to them is you're doing stuff college students Mm -hmm. are doing. So it's not out of reach. Mm -hmm. And we try to inspire them that way. Welcome to Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. This is Annalise Corbin, Chief Goddess of the Past Foundation and your host. We hear frequently that the global education system is broken. In fact, we spend billions of dollars trying to fix something that's actually not broken at all, but rather irrelevant. It's obsolete. A hundred years ago, it functioned fine. So let's talk about how we reimagine, rethink, and redesign our educational system. Welcome to Learning Unboxed. This is Annalise Corbin, your host, and I am excited, as always, to welcome two guests today. We are going to talk about data science and what the heck is data science and how do we get more women in particular, young women, interested in all that data science is and can be. So joining us today is Jenna McGuire, um, who is the Associate Director for Translational Data Analytics Institute at The Ohio State University. Uh, So that is a mouthful, and we're going to get her to explain what all that mouthful means here in a minute. And she is also the creator and director of the Data Science for Women's Summer Camp, which is a week-long free summer camp that introduces young women in grades 8 through 10 to data science. So welcome, Jenna. We're excited to have you here. Thank you. And joining Jenna today is Ariana Washington, who was a student who actually participated in the data science uh, program. And so we've got Ariana with us today to talk about what that experience was like. And Ariana is a sophomore at Westland High School. Um, She plays volleyball and she's very interested in love science and the questions, the how and the why of something works in the way it does. But also one of the things I learned about Ariana is that she's interested in politics and advocating for minorities um, and groups in the environment and the political level and how to take all of this interest and turn it into some kind of career for her future. So we're going to talk about that too. So Ariana, welcome. Thank you. So, um, so as always um, for our listeners, we love the opportunity to talk about programs that are innovative and creative and just inspire us. And when I met Jenna, um, I was just like completely jazzed and excited. And I think we got about five minutes into our conversation. I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to do some stuff together. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's start, um, Jenna. Tell us what, what, what the heck is data science? And then we'll get into why there's an institute for this. So what exactly is data science? So there's a lot of different definitions, but data science is essentially the use of data and analytics to study problems, right? So before um, data science came along, a lot of people related computer science and math and statistics Mm -hmm. as data science. They really are parts of data science, but the difference is data science brings together a bunch of different people to solve a problem. So when you think about something like global hunger, you don't just need to study crops. You need to study the insects that actually feed off the crops. You need to study, obviously, climate. You need to study people and how they actually work with the farm, right? So data science integrates all of those people together to actually solve a problem. So the the takeaway, and I think that's a really important one, is people often think when you talk about data science or big data that we're talking about folks that are going into computer sciences, and they may go into computer science, but data science is much, much more than just computer science. Absolutely. 
awesome. Really important that everybody sort of has that sort of grounding. So with all of that in mind, before we sort of talk about the camp itself, so tell us a little bit about why is data science such a big deal that an institution the size of Ohio State turns it into an institute. So let's talk about that a little bit because I think that sets the stage for the need. Absolutely. And so it's really interesting. You know, data has been around forever, right? People just weren't utilizing it to its full potential. And as we see more and more of the digital age come together, we're realizing that local communities don't even communicate with each other on data, right? So if you think about Columbus, you know, CODA, may have a bunch of data about its users and how people ride, where they're being picked up, where they're going. So people movement. They may not have the same data systems or even collect the same type of data as, say, the city of Columbus and people who are utilizing scooters, right? Well, this all goes to transportation. So the really important thing about data science is that there's lots and lots of data out there. We just need people to come together and use it to actually solve problems. And so Ohio State really saw potential in this, especially within the university, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think... How much data is being (laughs) generated by the Ohio State University at any given moment, right? Yeah. It's going to be huge. It's it's huge. And even Ohio State, you know, we suffer from the same problems as any other institution where, you know, a particular office may may not communicate with another office in terms of its data. But if you think about even getting students involved, right? How do you target the right student population to come to Ohio State? Well, you need to think about enrollment, but you also need to think about retention. Mm -hmm. So you need to have not only the front-end enrollment people in every single college, you need to have the central enrollment. You also need to talk to people who are advisors, right? So are we getting students there, but then are we losing them for a variety of social reasons or personal reasons? Mm -hmm. So then you need to think about also diversity and inclusion, get our Office of Diversity and Inclusion involved, right? Then you have to think about graduate school. So even at Ohio State, data science is a huge, you know, factor in Mm -hmm. how we do business, but it's also a huge opportunity to change things. And that's the part that I love because we, at PASS, we do talk about, um, you know, big data all the time. We we talk about it with the students and just trying to help them understand there is so much opportunity. And unless you dig in and really understand what's possible, you're never going to realize the full potential of this this thing. And we're creating data right now, you know, massive amounts on a daily basis in ways we've never, ever seen in the history of mankind, right? Yeah. Uh, we have more data than people, right? There's, there's a lot of By trillions. There. By <laughs> trillions, exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's this massive resource that can become this great thing or this great hindrance or something in between, right? Depending on what we, we do with it. So, um, Ariana, Tell me a little bit, so before you went to this camp, what did you know about data science? Well, I pretty much only knew what was on the sheet of paper that I saw, and it was just like data science. Mm -hmm. And I guess a lot of the other girls there too saw that, and they were like, hmm, what's that? And they kind of wanted to be involved in it. And at first, I thought it was just like tables and numbers and stuff. and Like, I understood that it related to the real world, but when I got to the camp, it kind of opened up like, oh, it really does relate to the real world and that there's like people in the field actually collecting it and using it. Well, so tell us a little bit, Ariana, from your perspective, and then we'll have Jenna come in sort of with the the bigger, broader overview. But so what exactly was this program? Um, It was 
exploring data science as not just like sitting at a computer and doing like the typing part. Mm-hmm. It's exploring data science, like going to see cows and going mm-hmm. um, like catching bugs and stuff like that. And then also like talking with people in the data science field and what their jobs were. So like we talked to somebody who was doing transportation and somebody who was collecting science, I believe, to um, for medical stuff, things like that. And it was really interesting. So you, you actually not just learned about data, but you actually created data. There was a hands-on component to this, I, I'm gathering from what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. And so is that the part that, that made it real for you? Yeah. So, so Jenna, when you were crafting this idea, and I want to sort of talk about the genesis of this idea a little bit. So what was your intent? What, what were you trying to get at by creating this program? And it's in its second year, you've had two cohorts or three? Two cohorts that have gone through. So you piloted, you tweaked it, I'm sure, because we all do. Yes. <laughs> um, and you, you, you come up with a program that, uh, that Ariana went through. So what was your intent? What were you trying to get at here? Yeah, I get asked that a lot, um, especially because when we have, you know, young women like Ariana coming in, mm-hmm. you know, the parents come and say, I haven't found anything like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually started about three years ago. There was a national report that came out that studied data science and analytics as a career mm-hmm. and as a pipeline. It was a national report and we were actually cited in it, Ohio State. And the thing that struck me in reading all the different data that they had was that men outnumber women three to one in this field. The reality is, most of us will tell you in a room, it's more likely to 10 to 1. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact of the career, right? And if you're an underrepresented minority, it's even lower. It's just, it, there. we do not have enough diversity in the career, in the pipeline of women and minorities. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact. And I was literally driving home one day thinking about this and thinking about, I need more women. I need more minorities who are sitting around the table with us when we're solving these problems literally thought of the idea mm-hmm. <laughs> of a summer camp and started talking to colleagues across Ohio State and in industry about the need, found out there was a huge need and basically worked with a bunch of folks, both in industry and Ohio State to create this. And the ultimate goal was let's get more women inspired mm-hmm. to not just go right. into data, but if they're going to be a nurse, if they're going to be a politician, Mm-hmm. I want them to be able to see data as an opportunity, not as an obstacle. And so our entire goal is to not only get more women, especially at an age when we can make a difference in their lives, inspired, but then also give them the tools to actually go to college and then take on that career, much more informed and much more as a leader. And I think that a couple of things that really resonate for me in particular uh, about that idea and the reason for doing the program, you know, one of them, you know, putting on my anthropological hat, if nothing else, right? Uh, so most of my listeners know that uh, I'm an anthropologist by, by training. The reality of it is without a diverse set of participants, we will never get at the most robust set of questions. And so, you know, it's neither here nor there because it is a reality, but the, but, but the fact is that by having the mass amount of our global data set and the majority of the folks that are asking questions of that data are only representing one piece of who we are, we will never ever get at the full potential of that data because men are going to ask very different questions than Ariana is going to ask of that, that data, right? No question, because you're, you're you bring everything you have to 
to that. And so we, we have this opportunity of this stuff, but we're, we're, we're limiting what we're going to get out of it because we don't have a diverse set of folks asking questions of it. So there's that aspect. And the other piece of it that I really love is the fact that you very specifically said, I can do something about this and I can inspire people when they're really, really young to not be afraid of this and, and, and go into it and embrace it and take it. So you know, all I can say is bravo, because that is awesome. So Ariana, when you were working and you went to camp, right, and you're working inside of these data sets and you're having this experience, so who are the folks that are showing up? And could you find yourself there, right? I mean, did you, did that experience and what was going on, did, did it lend itself to inspire you back to Jenna's, one of her intents? Were you inspired by that? Um, yeah, when I went to camp, I was kind of nervous because. Um, I've gone to like lots of camps before, but I struggled to find somebody who was like, like me. So it was really hard to relate to them because most of the camps I'd gone to were sports camps and Mm -hmm. things like that. So when I got there, I was kind of nervous and I ended up actually making a friend and um, she really liked space science. And so she wanted to do a lot of like space data stuff. And, um, it kind of inspired me a little bit to like think about all the different careers and things that could be science mm-hmm. and like how people think that science is one thing, but some like it's other things too. It also made me feel that um, when I get older and I'm like going through college and stuff like that, I would want to like maybe double major in data science and po- political science because data science is so connected with it Mm -hmm. and it's very useful in that field it's connected to everything right i mean i assume that's one of the things that you took away so i want to double down a little bit on one of the things that you said so i'm gonna put you on the spot just a little bit here but one of the things because i think is really really important and we see it in the programs that we do here and they're all by design as well very much like um, what jenna was talking about um you said that you know you went to other camps and you didn't find anybody that felt like you so how, how do you define yourself out in the world as it relates to the thing that you might aspire to be? So what is it that you want people to know about you? And when you're out there looking for others to be part of your collective community, what, what is that for you? Well, for me, so when I was younger, it was a lot of people not wanting to be friends with me because I wasn't fully black or white mm-hmm. because I lived in a community that was like black or white. You know, there wasn't a lot of mixed kids, but then as I got older, I started realizing like, oh, my friends don't need to be black or white. I can make friends with anybody. Mm -hmm. And, um, so now I have friends like everywhere Mm -hmm. and I kind of look for people who are nice and they don't really care about more like big stuff. So I guess... A lot of trends and stuff, Mm -hmm. they just kind of come and go and a lot of people go with them. And I guess I don't really like to go with those people. I like to go with people who have like their own interests and stuff like that. So like, for example, my friend, like I heard that she was interested in space science Mm -hmm. and I saw her reading a book by um, Stephen Hawking, I believe. Mm -hmm. And she was reading and I was like, oh, what's that about? And she told me about it. And she started telling me about what she liked. And I was like, oh, I really want to be friends with her. 
And something about that kind of just made me feel like, oh, this is my kind of camp. These, mm-hmm. these are my people. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really important. And that was part of what you were hoping for, Jenna. I mean, I can see Absolutely. that you're really moved by that. Yeah. <laughs> um, as, as you should be, Try right? No, but that, I mean, that was one of your goals on the outset was to create a space where you could get this diverse diversity of not just participants, but folks thinking about the future of, of your, your science and the thing that you are passionate about. So talk to us a little bit about, because you brought in all these experts, you were trying to make this experience for the students um, to be incredibly powerful. And obviously it was. So how and where do you recruit these folks and what did they bring to the table? Because you weren't doing the all day, every day teaching, you were doing bugs, you were doing all these different things. So, so how did you create that inclusive, diverse, really, really dynamic environment where kids like Ariana come and they're like, this is my home because that's awesome. Yeah. And you know, it's funny as we're talking about this, I'm thinking back to a conference that I just went to where I was sitting across the table from an African-American female. And she was telling me she was the first African-American female to go through her graduate program at her Mm -hmm. university. And she talked about the struggles that she Mm -hmm. had and how she had no one to look up to. And that's really what I focus on when we bring together these people. I want to find women. I want to find minorities. I want to find people who are early in their career, people who are more advanced in their career, people who represent every part of data science, even if you don't expect it, because I don't want to limit these young girls and what they can aspire to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the first thing I did was just go talk to people on campus and say, I have this idea and I want to represent not only agriculture, but I want to represent space. I want to go to the planetarium. You know, I have this one professor, Harmony Bench, who studies dance Mm -hmm. and you don't think of dance as data science, but she has a wealth of data on an African-American choreographer. And she's not only a very impactful speaker, she's very engaging and wonderful with the girls. And she teaches the girls that you can tell stories with data through pictures. Awesome. Right. Not just numbers, Uh but telling a story. And then I have another professor from computer science and he uses drones, right? Mm -hmm. And he does facial recognition. Mm -hmm. But one of the things we did with the girls was on the second day, we actually got out costume props and you wouldn't think of costume props as a data problem. But what the girls did was they voted on what they liked. And then we went out and modeled the costumes Mm -hmm. and then we showed them, you didn't realize it, but you were actually collecting data at that moment. And so it's really about finding people who are not only passionate about this, not just data science, but people who are passionate about, you know, looking at girls like Ariana and saying, I want to make an impact in her life. And Mm -hmm. you would be amazed at how many people have come forward and said, I want to be part of this camp, not just Ohio State, but people like Greg and Avon, who founded the Women in Analytics Mm -hmm. Conference Mm -hmm. here, um, first as a a student in Ohio State, and then as a full-on conference, you know, it's got hundreds of people coming. I went to Reagan and said, hey, I have this idea. And she signed on and said, okay, not only do I want to be your, be your partner, tell me how I can help. Who right. can I connect you to because this needs to change? So I think there's a general recognition among the community, especially women and minorities, mm-hmm. that we need to do something. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Ariana, you, you participated in the program in the second year or the first year? In the second year. In the second year. Okay, so... So you've, you've gone through and you've completed that program. So what are you going to do with this? And not, not so much what's your career, but I, want, I really want to sort of get into the nuts and bolts of some of what Jenna was talking about here is, you know, as she's crafting and bringing these 
really amazing folks and doing just wicked awesome science. I mean, how cool is, you know, the data tied to dance? Because you're right. You don't think about that. So you got exposed to all of these folks. And so what I want to really sort of understand from you is, is the did the experience change the way you think about things or the way you're applying? I mean, you're, you're in high school right now. You're, you're still on your journey, on your path. Is what you learned in the summer, is it having an impact on what you're doing right now? Or do you even realize that it is? Well, I kind of, sometimes I find myself like just thinking. Mm-hmm. And when, after the summer camp, I started thinking about like, how did this impact me? Like, what is it going to change in my life? And I started realizing that it was like, I don't know how to explain. <laughs> um, it was impactful, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of resonated in a sort of way that made me feel better about the world and that it was changing and that there'd be more opportunities because like, when I look around the world around me, I have two little sisters. And so a lot of the time I'm like, not only how is this going to impact me, but what's going to be changed for them. Mm -hmm. So I kind of think about that a little too much, Mm -hmm. but it's really important to me because one of them is like 11 years younger than me. And Mm -hmm. that's a really big difference. And when I go through camps like this, I know that when she gets to the point where she can go to camps, she's going to have options like this one. And it's going to be impactful on her life and how she sees the world and how she just looks at it. Yeah. And I, it's interesting because literally just a few minutes before the two of you arrived, I was having a conversation with a young woman who's now in college, um, who, uh, who's working with me. And I met her as a freshman in high school. And she was, um, she was very shy. But what, one of the things that, that we were talking about in particular was what happens when she walks into a room. And she said that, you know, I have to walk into a room and I have to put on a persona because it's the thing that helps me get through the conversation. So she is a young Muslim woman, you know, in, uh, in, in this, in living in our city. And she said, you know, that she has to, to some extent, when she walks into a conversation, she finds herself the only one. She's studying this wicked, crazy engineering um, over at the university. And, um, you know, it's her and 50 young men in her program and things like that. And so she's, she's very conscious of that. And we were having that very same conversation about how you take the things that you learned. And I was very specific with her about the journey. Like I met you when you were really shy. And now you're fearless. And, and I think and she's the experiences that get you to that sort of fearlessness. And so, so Jenna, when you sit down with all these um, professionals and you guys are talking about what you're going to do in this camp, what's the conversation around the how? Or is it not even necessary? I guess that's really what I really want to know. You're inviting these folks because you see something special in A, the work they're doing, but B, in their ability to maybe uh, connect with the, your participants. So what's the prep look like? What's that conversation? Well, thankfully, I have a really strong cohort of faculty and folks in industry who have worked with for many years. A lot of it's trial and error, mm-hmm. honestly. The first year, had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> had no idea how to prep people. Um, after that year, set, what we do is we sit down with every single speaker mm-hmm. and we talk through, here's how much time you have. 
here's the environment, here's the background of the girls who are coming. And we have an honest conversation of, we envisioned a particular part of this program looking like A. Mm -hmm. And we say, but what do you think? And we ask for, it's a very, you know, back and forth exchange to make sure that I may be envisioning something very different, but they have something additive, right? And so we adapt it right then and there mm-hmm. based off what they think. Um, I will tell you that it happened, that has happened with many, many of our sessions. And it's beautiful because all of a sudden you see the other person light up. And then when they come to the sessions, they look around and they look at girls like Ariana and they're like, okay, wow, this is mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Then this is real. It's very real. <laughs> yeah, it's very real in that moment. I love the fact that you guys are, are, you know, definitely, you know, design cycling on the fly, right? Yeah, all the modification that's happening. So, <laughs> so that's that's pretty awesome. So, do you think that the process that you've used and the experience that you've created has enough universals in it that it can be applied to almost any type of experience that would be created to empower these young women? I would hope so. That's that's my ultimate goal is to build this program so it can be built out other places, right? So not just in Ohio, but I would love to see these camps in Cincinnati, in Cleveland, in rural in Appalachia, Ohio, mm-hmm. in Toledo, and then expand even farther because we recently did look and just to see what's available nationwide. Um, when I first started the camp, I used to say it was one of the only mm-hmm. we've done research and I cannot find a single camp that's like this. Mm-hmm. Most of the camps cost money. Ours is 100% free. You've got it all underwritten, all underwritten. Yeah, um, and thank, awesome, huh? thank to sponsors. But then on top of that, most data science camps, not only are they exceedingly expensive, but they don't target women and they don't target minorities. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge miss. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very proud that we've done that, but I'm hoping we can replicate it. I want to get other, not just universities, but other companies excited about this mm-hmm. so we can expand across the country. That would be my ultimate goal. And I think with the adaptability that we've created with this program, we could air very easily you know, go to the University of Washington, look at their faculty and say, let's recreate it here. How about how about one step further? As I sort of push push on you a little Uh-oh. bit here, here it comes, here it comes. So, Ariana, if you had a data science pathway in your high school or in your middle school that said, and you got to go to this great camp experience and you understood what it was all about, and if that were a track that you could say, to heck with the the normal things that I'm doing in my high school experience and you could focus your learning through this lens with this type of sort of interface on an ongoing basis. Is that something that appeals to you? Um, What I've kind of realized because my school district has career tech tech Uh for Uh all of the students, I was kind of looking at it and saying, why don't they have this for other things other than nursing and being a doctor? And I kind of looked at it and I was like, if they had this for something science, like mm-hmm. um, that was more like database, I would definitely do it. And I just take it out all the rest of the stuff and do it because it not only supports my, like I can do um, my sport with it, mm-hmm. but I also begin learning something that I've been passionate about. And I go somewhere where everybody else is passionate about it and want to learn about it too. So it's just that kind of, it's a different environment. You mm-hmm. know, it would be like, I just feel more at home there and other kids would be more at home there. And so they would be more comfortable and willing to share and 
just grow the classroom environment. Yeah. And I think the reason I was pushing on it is, is because I know that at the end of the day, when we want to take an industry and really scale it as it relates to the participants and the folks that are getting access to it, you know, whether we love it or we hate it, and we can, we could argue that another day, the reality is we've got schools stretched around the globe, right? Who are spending a lot of time with our future, right? And so how could we take the aspiration that is the program that you've created and leverage it. Um, And so leverage it with teachers, leverage it with communities, to your point, you know, to really push it and see this opportunity and for folks to understand that that becomes a sort of natural push point. And um, we work with so many teachers um, here at the Past Foundation who would love the chance. It's terrifying because in much like, Ariana's experience before she went to camp, she didn't necessarily really know what that is. I think teachers sort of have that same thing. This is really intriguing to me and I want to do something to help, you know, move uh, our girls into different sets of careers, but I don't know how to do that. But this might be, on some levels, it's low-hanging fruit. And and I don't mean that because it's simple. It's not. It's low-hanging fruit back full circle to how we started this conversation. Data is everywhere. And we could use data science to teach so many things. Absolutely. So to me, that that gets me jazzed. That gets that gets my juices sort of sort of rolling when I imagine what could be possible with the seed that you built. What could happen with it? It's just I think it's boundless. It's yeah. just amazing. Yeah, and I, I see this as honestly like one step in and you know a series of steps, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the working backwards back into preparing you know kids like Ariana to enter college, but there's also creating a pipeline. You know, mm-hmm. one size does not fit all. Not everyone wants to go to Ohio State. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Columbus State. Let's create a pathways program for kids who want to yeah. work full-time or they need to work full-time mm-hmm. because of their family background or just their interests, right? But then let's create a pathway so they can easily transfer to a four-year college. Mm-hmm. What if they want to do graduate school, right? Mm-hmm. We need to think, think all the way across this pipeline so that we're actually creating a viable pipeline and not creating barriers for anyone who wants to enter the field. And what about where, and this is a more of a query than, than a comment, but so what about the folks that don't, is there a place for folks in data science who don't want to pursue post-secondary education? For a whole variety of reasons, we know college is not for everyone, and we know we need folks who don't go to do a, a million different things. There are such awesome careers out there. Is there is there a potential within the pathway that is for folks who ultimately either don't want to do that or want to stop after that two-year opportunity? Is Does the field self-lend it to folks at multiple spaces? Yeah, I think right now the field doesn't. Um, but the unfortunate thing is it should. Because the reality is there are too many jobs out there that need a data background and they're mm-hmm. not being filled. Mm-hmm. And that becomes the pipeline, right? Right, right? Okay, so we have folks who could enter this field and require maybe a certificate, right? right? right. Not a two-year or four-year degree. Okay. That's the other part that we need to think about because certainly with a high school education, you may not be well-equipped, but what if you had a one-year training mm-hmm. and it prepared you to enter the field even at the entry level? 
we absolutely need that if we're going to change things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that appeals to a lot of folks who, who might want to toe in, right? Or, you know, I just finished my K-12. I, I don't necessarily want to, but I want to be working in a field that interests me, right? Mm-hmm. And then I might go on and pursue it a little bit differently. So um, I would think that that would appeal. So as a student, Ariana, if you had this, this sort of um, platter of options, that's helpful to you, yes? Or is it overwhelming? So I've had a lot of people tell me like, Oh, college isn't for me, especially coming from a school that's in like a lower income area. Mm-hmm. And before I thought like, oh, this is, I'm going to go to college. Like college is a thing because everybody around me says mm-hmm. they've gone to college. But if you go, if you're in a family that didn't go to college, like my dad was, he didn't even graduate high school mm-hmm. and then he got a GED. So, um, just having that option to get like, don't, you don't have to go to college because you're not like good at school, but mm-hmm. you love something. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a better option than going to college and absolutely hating it. Absolutely. Yes. Life, life is so short. Love your passion, right? Find, find a way to tap into that. And I think that that's one of the things about the experience um, that Jenna built. And I love the fact that um, you you infused into that so many different disciplines um, because, you know, what inspires Ariana might not be the thing that inspired the kid sitting next to you who liked space, right? <laughs> but, but there were all those options for those kiddos and the balance. So how, when these experts came in, because I, I do want to get just a little bit into sort of the practical nuts and bolts of how the campus self works, because people ask that question, right? We will definitely, we will post um, materials and send them to your website and all that sort of stuff. But, but for when folks are out there in the world thinking about, hey, you know, I don't have Jenna and Ohio State in my town. I'm, I'm, you know, in some place in Utah or I'm, you know, in, in faraway Maine. But, you know, I love the concepts that I'm hearing here. So I want to create something similar. Some of the things that they want to know is how it works. So these experts come in and how long is this camp? So give us a little bit of just the nuts and bolts sort of pieces of it, Jenna. Absolutely. So the first day is really about getting the girls inspired and giving a baseline knowledge, right? So a lot of them have taken math. They've taken maybe stats, maybe taken a couple of introductory science courses. That's why we go eighth to 10th grade. They haven't Mm -hmm. taken calculus hopefully yet, and they're not going to be completely bored. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully not. Um, And we give them a baseline, right? So the very, um, the fun thing that we do when they first um, arrive is we actually do a this or that, which is we have them um, go in the middle and we say, are you cat dog person? Um, Do you like to work outdoors or, you know, Mm -hmm. watch a movie? And they go to either side of the uh, room. And then we tell them, you didn't realize that you were an actual data point, right? Right. It becomes very real, but it's a fun activity. Yeah, yeah. And then we spend the rest of the day, actually, of the first day, just giving the baseline of what is data and how is it applied. Mm -hmm. So we do a high-level overview of what is data science? What does it mean? What are the different steps in data? You know, you collect data, Mm -hmm. then you may clean it up a little bit because you have some bad data. Then you start, you know, defining your question, and then you start analyzing it, and then you come up with your story. Right. Mm -hmm. And that kind of pipeline is exactly what the camp is around. It's around the data life cycle. Right. Mm -hmm. And then so day two, we spend some time doing data collection. That's the one that we did with Chris Stewart from Computer Science on, you know, photo booth props. Photo booth props. Really? Wow. That's awesome. Um, And then Chris talks about, okay, here's the data that we got. And he talks about some basic data cleansing. Right. Mm -hmm. How do you clean it up to make it a little bit more usable? Because someone may have said red. 
somebody else said scarlet. They're oh, really the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. How do you clean it up so that's useful? So you don't toss a data point that doesn't need to be tossed. Right? Exactly. Awesome. And then we take the girls and we have them actually talk to experts and mm-hmm. give a very high overview of how you use big data for social good. So we had someone this year from uh, Smart Columbus talk about mm-hmm. transportation, right? We had someone come in and talk about how they study geographical information, right? Um, so they can see kind of how things are yeah. used. And then we take them on excursions like to the planetarium and the Waterman Farms and show them, you know, you can pet a cow, but what else can you learn from a cow mm-hmm. about its movement, about dairy production, you know, how long is the gestation period, things of that nature. Yeah. And then they got to um, catch bugs, right? It's all interactive. Mm-hmm. So they're not just sitting down. And then the following days of camp are really just doing that over and over again, mm-hmm. just in different areas. Like how do you tell a story with data? with Harmony Bench, you know, Mm -hmm. through stories, Mm -hmm. through pictures. And then the very last day, what they do is we actually pair them up with some undergraduate students and volunteers. And these girls actually go in and they take a very big data set and they get to choose things like Halloween candy or Pokemon or Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) global trends, right? Um, And they actually take the data set, a raw data set, and they get to take out the data that's not need, cleanse it, they analyze it and they tell a story and they present their findings to the entire camp. We invite the teachers and their parents back and all the speakers. And it's amazing because in one day, these girls are able to analyze data sets that college students are doing. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that we stress to them is you're doing stuff college students mm-hmm. are doing. So it's not out of reach. Mm-hmm. And we try to inspire them that way. And then along the way, because we know that many of these girls may not come from a family that has someone who's been to college or they may not be inspired yet. We spent a lot of time having them talk to undergraduate students. And then we spent a lot of time over at the Office of Diversity and Inclusion and we inspired them to show them these are women leaders mm-hmm. in any field. Mm-hmm. You can do it too. And then when you get to places like Ohio State, there are programs specifically to help women like you and minorities like you. And by the end, you know, I, I pulled the girls very off the cuff one day. And I said, who's less scared about college? Every single one of the girls raised their hands. Mm-hmm. That made me cry. <laughs> that's awesome. That, that, that's the win, right? That's the win. So that's just pretty darn exciting um, at, at the very least. And my favorite piece of all of this is the fact that you are in fact um, helping these girls go on a journey and you're doing it by helping them figure out how to tell a story, but also tell their story, right? Because I would assume that, you know, um, whatever data set, what data set did you do? Um, My group did Pokemon. Pokemon. (laughs) But the reality of it is, and I assume that this is one of the things that you learned along the way, right, is so your interpretation, because at the end of the day, you're interpreting data. It's telling you a lot of stuff, right? But the story that you pulled out of that data might be different than the story that somebody else would pull out of that data. And so I love the fact that you got to stand up and tell your story, right, using that data. That That is awesome. And I don't even know if you realize how how rare that is the opportunity. It is it is just absolutely epic, I'll be honest with you, that you you have the ability to get up and do that. And so so Ariana, one of the things that I like to do um as I, I end the program, because people are out there thinking about it and they're hearing the story the two of you are telling and and they're they're sitting in the room because I get the emails about it, you know. So how could I do something similar? And so I always like to leave the program 
by giving folks, no matter what it is that they're talking about, that they're going to try, you know, sort of the piece of advice. So Ariana, from a student perspective, if somebody's out there going to try to create a camp that's similar, right? What one thing would you want a Jenna in another location to know before they spend their time trying to figure it out? You were the student in the program. So what's, what's the one thing you want her to know? Um, don't be afraid to go after things. So we heard cows and we thought, why are we going to a farm? Mm-hmm. And we got there and we had a lot of fun. And we even saw people collecting data while we were there. So get out there. Just if something relates, do it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And Jenna, what about for you? What's, what's your piece of advice for somebody out there contemplating doing something is as as wild as what you you put together here i think follow your passion right mm-hmm. so it may not be in data science maybe you want to start one on you know water mm-hmm. maybe you want to start one on climate maybe you want to start one on bugs right which a lot of the girls went ew bugs mm-hmm. <laughs> but follow your passion right so i'm finding this is a personal passion for me and what makes it easy is when you follow your passion everything falls in line right? Mm -hmm. The programming, finding partners, being able to expand it, making an impact. As long as you're following your passion, you can make it happen. I love that. And I completely agree. And I can't tell you how many stories that we have been able to share on Learning Unboxed. And when you really start to dissect them, look at the data. Um, (laughs) One of the things that you will find is the common thread in almost all of these successful programs is that they are rooted in the passion of somebody, not only who founded and started it, but who shares the passion through the story and the teaching and learning. It's all related to that, right? We tell teachers all the time, we actually have sticky notes that we hand out at professional development sessions with teachers and it says, teach your passion. (laughs) Teach your passion and tell your story. And I think that that's, that's the giant win. So I, I say to Ariana, I can't wait to see what you're going to do. And to Jenna, congratulations for helping her have an amazing journey. And thank you for joining us. It was my pleasure. <laughs> Mine too. Thank you for joining us for Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I want to thank my guests and encourage you all to be part of the conversation. Meet me on social media at Annalise Corbin and join me next time as we stand up, step back, and lean in to reimagine education. Mm -hmm.